0: Turning to our series on prayer, uh, which we have been kind of in and out of for the last few months, and we are going to be looking at a passage from Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. The heading in the NIV Bible is the parable of the persistent widow, and the title of the message is Prayer Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up. So, Luke 18. Verses 1 through 8, here God's holy, inspired, inerrant word read for you now. Then Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to Him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time He refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for His chosen ones who cry out to Him day and night? Will He keep putting them off? I tell you, He will see that they get justice, and quickly, however, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth. Thus far, the reading of God's Word. Let's pray and ask His blessing upon us as we study it together tonight. Our Lord and our God, Your Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We pray that by, by Your Word, You would direct us and guide us again tonight, that we might that we might live lives uh, which bring glory to You. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dear friends, the temptation, whenever we engage in some activity for some time, without seeing the results that we'd like to see, uh, is to give up. This temptation has been captured in pretty much every sports movie uh, that has ever been made. I think of the movie Rudy. Uh, Rudy is an underdog who wants desperately to play football for the University of Notre Dame. And he enrolls at Notre Dame and he walks on to the football team and he gives it his all in tryouts and, and Rudy makes the team, but but he's not able to play in a game. He's not good enough to dress for a game. And so he, he gives it his all in practice with hopes that someday uh, he will be able to play in a Notre Dame football game. And in the movie, Rudy, he climbs over roadblock after roadblock after roadblock to get where he wants to go. But eventually, it's sort of the climax in the movie, he he gets discouraged and he walks away. He gives it all up until a timely conversation with a long-lost friend reignites his fire and keeps him pressing on. But that's, that's how it is. Whenever we engage in some activity for any length of time without seeing the results that we'd like to see, we are tempted to give up. And, and so it is in prayer, okay? In prayer, we are often tempted to give up, aren't we? In prayer, we are often tempted to throw in the towel. We are often tempted to say, you know, it's no use after we pray for something, For any length of time and do not see the results we want. And it's this temptation that Jesus confronts here in the parable of the persistent widow. You do not need a seminary degree to understand what this parable is about. No, the point of the parable is stated plainly in verse 1. Then Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Okay, that's, that's the point of the parable. That's what Jesus calls all His followers to do through this parable. He calls us to be people who always pray and do not give up. So our theme tonight is prayer, don't give up, and we're going to consider that theme in four thoughts. First, the temptation to give up. Second, the reason not to give up. Third, encouragement not to give up and fourth, a time to not give up. So, first tonight, the temptation to give up. We already address this to some extent in the introduction, but let me say two things about it here. First, let me say that the temptation to give up in prayer is real. This is why Jesus tells this parable. If the temptation to give up wasn't real, Jesus wouldn't tell this parable, okay? It's, it's real. Jesus here is addressing a real problem that His children face. The Apostle Paul knew that this was a real temptation as well. This is why he, he writes in Ephesians 6.18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. All right, be alert, stay awake, stay vigilant, keep on praying. Paul knows that it's a temptation all of us face to, to give up in prayer. It's a real temptation. And which of, us, which of us listening now has not felt the temptation to give up in prayer? Which of us hasn't felt the temptation to, to give up in prayer for a child? Maybe who's, who's walked away from the faith, and, and maybe we've been praying for this child for years, that they would come back to the Lord, and, and so far we haven't seen those results, and the temptation is to give up. Which of us hasn't felt the temptation to give up in prayer for our country, maybe, which, which seems to slip ever further into spiritual decay? Which of us hasn't felt the temptation to, to give up praying for something that we, we desperately wanted? Maybe a child, maybe a spouse, maybe a, maybe a new job. Which of us hasn't felt the temptation to give up in prayer for, for healing from some physical ailment or, or from some emotional ailment like anxiety or depression, right? Maybe we endure depression, we kind of, we live in this cloud and we live under this darkness and we've been praying for God to break through and we've been praying and praying and praying and it just seems like our prayers go up and bounce back to us and the temptation is to give up. All of Christ's people know something of the temptation to give up in prayer. All of us know something of the temptation to to stop asking God for this or that, thinking that it's no use. The temptation to give up is real. Second, the temptation to give up is of the evil one. It's of the evil one. It's, It's true that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. It is also true that nothing makes that devil cower and run away with his tail between his legs like prayer. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, Paul tells us to put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the devil and his schemes. And after he tells us to buckle the belt of truth around our waist, and to put the breastplate of righteousness in place, and to fit our feet with the gospel of peace, and to take up the, the shield of faith so that we can withstand the, the fiery darts of the arrow. And he tells us to take the sword of the Spirit and to put on the helmet of salvation. After he says all of that, and this is what he says, I read it once already, he says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And commentators often note that that prayer there, it's not, it's not its own piece of the armor, but it's, it's really the means by which the armor becomes effective. It's the means by which the armor is put on and held in place. We might, say, we might say that without prayer, the armor itself is useless. Without prayer, the armor of God is futile. Prayer is necessary as we take our stand against the devil and his schemes. No doubt we see something of this in Mark chapter 9. The the disciples, you might remember in that story, they they are unable to cast a demon out of a boy. Jesus comes. He does cast the demon out of the boy. The disciples, they come and they ask Jesus, why weren't we able to do it? Why couldn't we drive the demon out? Remember what Jesus says? He says, this kind can only come out by prayer, but, but ultimately he says it's because he didn't pray. It's because you didn't pray. Do you get it? The the primary way we overcome Satan is on our knees. And therefore, Satan will do anything he can to keep us from praying. Satan Satan will discourage us in prayer in order to make us give up in prayer. He attacks our prayer lives. Why? Because he's no match for a praying Christian. All of this led Corey Tenboom to say when a Christian shuns fellowship with other Christians, the devil smiles. When he stops studying the Bible, the devil laughs. When he stops praying, the devil shouts for joy. The temptation to give up in prayer is real, and the temptation to give up in prayer is. Of the evil one. This evening, if you're you're tempted to give up in prayer, I urge you to see that temptation for what it is. It's the work of the evil one. Don't give up. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you, James 4, 7 says. Keep on praying. Second, the reason to not give up. The simple reason we're not to give up is because, because Jesus tells us not to give up. Whenever Jesus tells us to do anything, we really don't need any more, any more reasons. But the reasons Jesus tells us not to give up should be highlighted. It's because God delights in and honors those who do not give up with Him. This is clear already in the book of Genesis. God comes to Jacob at night at the fort of Jabbok on the edge of the river. And God and Jacob, they, they wrestle. And in the morning, God says, Let me go. It's morning. Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. God blesses him. That's the, that's the kind of faith God delights in and honors. That kind of, that kind of faith is expressed in prayer. Right? It's in prayer where we take hold of God and refuse to let go of Him until He blesses us. This truth is also clear in Mark 7. A Syrophoenician woman, she comes to Jesus, she falls at His feet, she begs Jesus to heal her daughter. Jesus puts her off at first, Maybe you remember that story, He says, he says let the children eat all that they want, it's not right to give their bread to the dogs, it's kind of a strange thing He says there, but the woman, she, she persists with Jesus. She says, but Jesus, even the dogs under the children's table get some of the crumbs, and Jesus, Jesus is impressed, and He says, for such a reply you may go the demon has left your daughter. That woman persists with the Lord Jesus Christ. She refuses to give up, and Jesus is delighted, and Jesus honors her by healing her daughter. And then, of course, there's the Lord Jesus Himself. In the Garden of Gethsemane, what does He do? He persists with God in prayer. Matthew 26 Uh, 36 through 45, we're, we're told that three times Jesus goes and He asks the Father, if it be Thy will, may this cup be taken from Me. Three times He prays that. He persists in prayer. And what does God say about Jesus? God says, this is My Son with whom I'm well pleased. This is the one with whom I'm well pleased. And he honors Jesus, doesn't he? Not by by taking the cup from him, but by raising him from the dead, exalting him to the highest place. God delights in, God honors those who do not give up in prayer. He delights in and he honors those who persist with him. And the reason is because it's an expression of faith. It's an expression of of deep trust. It's a way of saying, God, I'm looking to you because you can. I'm looking to you because you're able. Okay, it's an expression of faith. That's why Jesus ends this parable in Luke 18 with the question, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Faith and prayer are all bound up together. Third, encouragement not to give up. Jesus gives us encouragement here in this parable by comparing God to an unjust judge and by saying, hey, if this is the effect that persistence has on an unjust judge who does not care about men, uh, who isn't interested in giving, how much more will your persistence be with the God of heaven and earth who does care about men and who delights to give good gifts to His children? Just think about it. If this, judge, if this judge couldn't withhold good gifts from this woman, certainly God the Father won't withhold good gifts from you. The parable is meant to encourage us to persist with God. The testimony of brothers and sisters before us should as well. George Mueller, we've talked about often in this series on prayer. He's left us with a, with a number of examples and illustrations on prayer from his own life. Uh, is said to have prayed for two men daily for over 60 years. One of these men came to Christ uh, shortly before Mueller's death. The other man came to Christ a year after Mueller's own death. But Mueller prayed for these men for 60 years. For 60 years, he lifted up the, the unbelieving souls of these two friends to the Lord. Certainly in that time, he was tempted to quit. Certainly in that time, he was tempted to think, you know what, it's no use. But he persisted for 60 years, and the Lord honored his prayers. There are many more stories like that out there. And in light of the parable here in Luke 18, should not surprise us, not one bit. Tonight, I encourage you to not give up. Some of you have been been praying for something for a long time. Maybe it's a child walked away from the faith. Maybe it is for a husband or a wife. Maybe it's for healing. Maybe it's for reconciliation in a relationship. Maybe it's for revival in our country or revival in our community or even revival uh, in our own denomination. Maybe it's for a child. Maybe it's for a job. I don't know. But maybe you've been tempted as of late to give up. Maybe you've been tempted as of late to say, you know, it's no use. Well, unless God has given you a clear answer that what you are praying for is not His will, and it's possible that sometimes He does that to us. I mean, eventually, eventually the, the window to have a child is closed, for instance. But, but unless God has given us a clear answer that what you're praying for isn't His will, don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop asking. Don't stop pleading. Sixty years Mueller prayed for his friends. Sixty years. Don't give up. Fourth and finally, a time to not give up. Certainly that's what we're living in now, isn't it? A time to not give up. The time we're living in right now is a time for God's people not to give up in prayer. This is not a time for for us to throw in the towel. This is not a time for us to say, oh, the need is so great, my little small prayers are no use. This is a time for God's people to be on their knees. This is a time for God's people to be pouring their hearts out to the Lord, praying for themselves, praying for their family members, praying for those without work, Praying for those who are working in the hospitals and who are caring for the infected. Praying for our leaders on a federal and state level. Praying for children who are not going to school. Praying for teachers who are learning new ways to teach. Praying for God's name to be glorified in the midst of of this pandemic and disruption. Praying for sinners to be humbled and to take this opportunity to repent of their sins and to trust in Christ. There's much to pray for now, isn't there? There's much for us today to persist with God about. Let me ask you, what are you doing? What are you doing with all this time you have? What are you doing at night now with no sporting events to attend? What are you doing at night now with no gems or cadets to run your children to and fro from? What are you doing with the less hours you're spending at work? You want to help in this time? You want to to be of service to others in this time of need and in this time of disruption? Hit your knees. Hit your knees. Come to the Lord. Again and again and again and again. Come to the Lord. Persist with the Lord. Refuse to let go of the Lord until He blesses you and your family and your community and your country. Christian, when it comes to prayer, the words of the late basketball coach Jim Belvano will do don't give up. Don't ever give up. Let's pray. Our great and awesome God, we thank you for the gift of prayer. We thank You that through the precious blood of Jesus, You you invite us to cast our cares upon You and to cry out to You for all that we need. Lord, please forgive us for neglecting prayer. Please forgive us for when we've given up in prayer. And help us to be people, help us to be people who, who are able to persist in prayer. Lord, we ask that You would bless our church this day. Bless our congregation and its members, wherever they might be. Keep them healthy, keep them strong, keep them from sin. Be With those in our church who are working in the hospitals, Lord, we ask that you'd watch over and care for them and protect and preserve them and give them all that they stand in need of. We pray for our community, and we pray for for children who are home, Lord, and we pray that their needs would be met and that they would continue to, to grow and continue to flourish. We pray for their parents, that they would be able to meet their needs and care for them well. We pray for those who are without work, O God, and we ask that You'd provide for them. Lord God, we pray for our leaders. We pray that You'd grant them wisdom and grace to lead well in this time. We pray, Lord, for those who are lost in sin this day. We pray that they might might see Your hand in all of this and take this as an opportunity to, to seek You while You may be found and to repent of their sins and to call on Your name by faith. Lord God, we thank You for Your love. We thank you for your kindness. We ask that you'd be with us in the week ahead. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.